it is my job as an elected official, as a representative of the Asian community, and just as a, as a proud Asian American, it is my job to stand up for the community, no matter what happens. I'm Bailey Friday, and Texas wants to know what's driving the growth in the state's Asian American population. We came to this country in different ways for different reasons at different times. So in the early 1900s, there were huge waves of Asian Americans. At that time, a lot of Chinese, Japanese, South Asian migrant workers who had come to the U.S. because of the gold rush. And so a lot of them settled in California. And then over time, other folks came for other reasons. Um, you had some people who came to the U.S. on a teaching visa. Maybe they were a professor and they came to teach at one of our um, universities here. And then as you kind of dig through the decades, you have folks like my parents who came in the 70s and 80s, you know, fleeing war because the U.S. has been entrenched with a lot of various foreign affairs and global conflicts. The wars in Korea, the wars in Vietnam, these conflicts also led for there to be big migrations of Asian Americans to come to this country. That's interesting. How does Texas play a part in this migration? I think what's really interesting about Texas and the population growth in Texas is we're still con continuing to see that population growth. I think all across the state, we know that our population is just growing in general, right, from people from other states, because a lot of those people are coming to Texas in pursuit of business opportunities. They like our tax structure. They like the cost of property and cost of living. That applies to the Asian American and Pacific Islander community. They too are also moving from maybe New York and California and other places to Texas in pursuit of those opportunities. A 2022 study done by Asian Texans for Justice shows that Travis County has an AAPI community consisting of over 122,000 people. These are immigrants who've come from Afghanistan, from Myanmar or Burma, from Nepal, um, because there's still ongoing conflict in those areas. And so we're still seeing refugees and we're still seeing immigrants come from those areas. And you still continue to get the migration of, you know, guild workers, of the PhDs, of, um, you know, the H-1B visa holders. A lot of them are also coming to Texas because of our thriving economy and because of the new tech industry that's really been thriving here in the state. So I, I think the population growth is due to a lot of those movements. So Texas has seen a 137% growth in the AAPI population since 2000. What's the reason behind this migration? Asian Americans are actually the fastest growing ethnic population in the entire United States. And, and it's true in Texas as well. And, you know, the rate of growth for the Asian community is actually twice that of the Hispanic population. Now, granted, the Hispanic population is significantly larger, but the Asian population, because of its comparatively small size, is growing at a more rapid rate. And in fact, I, the way I describe it is, you know, the Asian community in Texas is about where California's was like 30 years ago in terms of power and, and, and uh, representation. It's actually very, I think it's very exciting. I think some of the growth is simply because Texas, Houston, Austin, Dallas are international cities. They're places where it attracts a lot of trade from all over the world. They're migrating because all these other groups are also migrating for some of the same reason. And, and a lot of it has to do with economic opportunity. There was one statistic I, I saw and it said one out of four people that move to Texas are Asian American. And, and a big reason is because we have the climate that a lot of the Asian American countries 
that our communities come from share. So, so a lot of them come from India. A lot of them come from Thailand, Vietnam, tropical environments. So the, the Houston, Dallas, Austin environment is very, very comparable. Um, we come because oftentimes our communities are involved in, in, in businesses that are thriving here in Texas. Uh, we're at the forefront in healthcare. We're at the forefront in energy. We are the forefront technology-based uh, arenas. So that attracts our communities. And we already have a sizable population here. And so when you are thinking about moving, you want to go to a place where, where your children, where your family is going to feel comfortable in. And so that is, of course, a big attraction. It's really because Texas is a wonderful place to live. And, and, and our communities are recognizing that and they are coming here um, in order to take advantage of that. My name is Lily True, um, and I am the Interim Executive Director of Asian Texans for Justice. I was born to two Vietnamese refugees. Uh, my parents both came to the United States in 1980. They, they fled war-torn Vietnam and they came as boat people. So they had a pretty tough journey to the U.S with nothing but the clothes in their back and speaking no English. And they came and made a life here in, in the U.S. And I, and I always start off with that when I talk about my background, because my parents had such a profound impact on all of the decisions and choices I made in life. I myself was born in Houston, Texas, in Southwest Houston. And for anyone who's from Southwest Houston, you know, you know that it's a beautifully diverse, very immigrant rich community. And so that was also a pretty impactful part of my life and how it shaped my worldview. According to a 2020 study done by AAPI Vote and AAPI Data, there are more than 1.5 million Asian American Pacific Islanders in the state of Texas, a fifth of which are in Harris County, which includes Houston. My name is Nabila Mansur. I am the executive director of RISE AAPI. So I became an attorney kind of at a time when well, if you remember, 9-11 happened, and that was a real turning point, at least in my personal journey. The Asian America umbrella is wide. It covers everything from South Asia to East Asia, all the way to Iran. And so when I, when I was growing up, I, I went through 9-11, I saw that certain communities were being marginalized, and I really thought that law career was the best way for me to kind of help got into the law career, legal career, while I really enjoyed it, I knew that I wanted to do something else. And I think um, just politically, I wanted to make more of an impact. Like a lot of Asian American Pacific Islanders, Nabila has seen in real time how one event can systematically affect whole communities. Here's Jean. My name is Jean Wu. I'm the state representative for House District 137, in, uh, which is in Southwest Houston. You know, I grew up with a very standard immigrant story. You know, we grew up poor. We watch a lot of people around the struggle. And that's sort of like, you know, what made me want to want to run. Um, I, I watched how people's lives can be changed through good public policy. And I wanted that for, for our community. So for anyone who doesn't know about AAPI Heritage Month, what is it and how did it come about? API Heritage Month was started um, back in 1992, and it was the first time that we were officially recognized by the government as the month that is going to celebrate the Asian American Pacific Islander heritage. It was really chosen because, you know, we've had kind of a 
mixed history, if you will, in this country. And it was chosen to commemorate, commemorate the immigration of the first Japanese to the United States on May 7th, all the way back to in 1843. And it was also chosen because May was when the Transcontinental Railroad was completed all the way back in 1869. And we know that much of the labor that was used to lay down those tracks was done by Chinese immigrants. So it's a special month and, uh, and it allows folks that fall under that AAPI label to celebrate our, our culture, our heritage, and, and some of the contributions we've made to this country, to our state. In a 2022 study by WalletHub that used U.S. Census data, Texas ranked second in the nation in diversity. Here's Lily. I think one of the beautiful things about Texas is honestly how diverse our state is. And, you know, we a lot of folks not from Texas don't know that we're a minority majority state, right? That people of color, we are the majority of the state's population. And with that, I think that's why we have the amazing reputation of the great food and the great culture and the great heritages that we can celebrate here. From an Asian American and Pacific Islander perspective, I think people always think, oh, you know, Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, they live in the big cities, right? They live in Houston, they live in Dallas. People think maybe a little bit in, in Austin. And that's kind of the extent of what people think we of where we are. The reality is Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders live all across Texas. When I think about Houston, where I'm from, I think about the really vibrant community in Southwest Houston. Uh, so Southwest Harris County, but also Fort Bend County. Fort Bend County is the most diverse county in our entire state. So not just of AAPIs, but also of other racial and ethnic groups. What are some examples of cities or neighborhoods around the state where we see large, concentrated Asian American populations? And how did they come to be? In Dallas, in Tarrant County, Tarrant County has a huge and thriving Vietnamese American population. And even in North Texas, in Collin County, um, you have a huge and vibrant South Asian community. And these things are important to know because if you're in that area, you know to go to Tarrant County for Vietnamese food and you know to go to North Texas for, for some Indian food. But beyond that, I want to highlight where there are other pockets of Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders that folks don't always think about. What other areas around the state have notable AAPI communities? There's quite a, a strong community of Asian Americans, South Asians in particular, around, along the Gulf. Those populations are there because there's a thriving fishing and shrimping industry that South Asian Americans have, have been involved with ever since they came to the state. So there's quite a bit of history of Vietnamese Americans and other Southeast Asians who've made their home along the Gulf of Texas. Um, then you think about Amarillo. Amarillo Amarillo also has a really vibrant community of Lao Americans. Um, so you think about the meatpacking industry, there are quite a number of Lao Americans there. Um, we're everywhere. You know, we have Filipino nurses in South Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley. We've got folks in El Paso. So, you know, I really I really want to dispel this idea that Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders only live in the big cities because that, that's not true. We truly are everywhere. Senate Bill 147, which the Senate just passed in late April, would limit the sale of farmlands to some people and entities with ties to China, Iran, North Korea, and Russia. State Representative Wu tells us more about it. It's a piece of legislation that we've been fighting since uh, since January, and it is a at its core an anti-Chinese immigrant piece of legislation. I know the legislation itself, you know, talks about and started about talking about uh, immigrant uh, citizens from other countries. But what people don't understand is when you say citizen, what you're actually saying is every immigrant. So 
my family, we're, we were immigrants from China. We took us about a decade to become the United States citizens. And in that decade, we purchased a home. We started businesses. How would this bill affect AAPIs here in Texas? This bill would essentially take away the right of immigrants from, from being able to achieve the American dream, from just buying a home. And for what purpose? And what it really is, is there is a wave of anti-Asian, anti-immigrant sentiment. It is largely focused on uh, China, China and Chinese Americans. And the thing that we, our community has struggled with from time immemorial, whether it's the Chinese American community, the Japanese American community, or, or Indians, or Pakistanis, or anyone else, it's that we, as Asian Americans, do not, do not have any sway over what happens in, our, in the home countries. People from China who are immigrants here are not responsible, cannot, should not be held responsible for what the Chinese government does. To punish an immigrant who has done nothing, who, who you don't even have suspicion against, and certainly no evidence against, to say, we're gonna punish you for the actions of a government that you fled from, if it wasn't so painful, it would be funny. Harken back to uh, kind of an ugly part of uh, history in our country, this idea of alien land laws, that there are certain groups or communities that we need to be suspicious of because we just don't really trust them. What are they really up to? And that's what SB 147 does. It, it targets four communities, um, the Chinese, the Iranian, the North Korean and Korean communities. And if you are not a citizen, it says that you cannot buy land in the state. We have watered down that bill due to a lot of community organizing and us showing up and saying that this is unacceptable. But at the end of the day, that bill still did pass out of Senate and may still be able to make it through the House. And what it would do was basically single out four communities based on the country of their origin. Frankly, I think that's unconstitutional. And it really is not helpful in a time when we're seeing hate against Asian Americans at a really high rate. It started in COVID and it really hasn't come down since then. And when you start labeling certain groups and saying that we don't want them to buy land, that only adds to that climate of suspicion and fear against certain communities. We don't want to be a community that singles out other people based on the country of their origin. That's not who we are as a people. I don't believe that's what Texans want their state to become. The second deadliest mass shooting of 2023 happened at Allen Premium Outlets in Allen, Texas. The gunman killed eight people, injured seven others, and four of the victims were a part of the AAPI community. The Allen shooting has really deflated and kind of caused all of us to, to really think about what it means to live in Texas in a time when we're just not safe doing anything, any of the, the normal everyday things that, that we do. And, and to just kind of sit with that and know that there's a lot of room for improvement in our state and that our hearts go out to, to all those people in Allen who lost their lives senselessly and tragically. Uh, a six-year-old is now 
does not have parents because of it. A young Indian woman who came here with a lot of hopes and dreams lost her life. So we sit in community with, with everyone in Allen and we sit in community with all of those across Texas, understanding that while this is a month where we celebrate our Asian American heritage, we also understand that we are heavy with with kind of just just the sorrow and grief that we share with all the other people in Allen um, as they go through the aftermath of, of this horrible gun violence shooting that happened. So earlier this year, you and your colleagues formed the AAPI caucus. What are the top priorities for the committee? The AAPI caucus is actually a membership group consisting of House members. And so for years, I've been in the office for about a decade now. And for years, it was just there's just two or three of us who, who consider ourselves Asian-American. And in this last election cycle, we elected two more, the, the first South Asians and the first Muslim members uh, of the legislature. And I thought, you know, now that we have six members, it's time that we form a group. And granted, our group is AAPI. Uh, legislators are nowhere close to the size of, let's say, the Black Caucus or uh, a Mexican-American Legislative Caucus or, or even the LGBT Caucus. But it's significant because, you know, we have a group that is going to be here to advocate for Asian issues. I think there's maybe not specific legislation that is at the top of the agenda other than killing discriminatory bills such as Senate Bill 147 and, and others that basically attack the Asian community, you know, we don't have a set agenda yet, but just like the uh, Latino caucus or the Black caucus, our main goal is to play defense and stop legislation that actively discriminates against our communities. The Asian American and Pacific Islander community, we are the most diverse racial group in our country. So the API community, we're made up of over 50 different ethnicities. We speak over 100 languages. We practice dozens of different types of religion and, and spirituality. And because we're so diverse, representation is really complex. It's really hard for four or five people in the Texas House to represent the interests of such a broad and diverse group of people. So I think as a community, it's really important for all of us to learn more about the API community and really all communities of color and to really learn about what makes them different and to really learn about how their lived experiences are different. You know, I even say when we talk about anti-Asian hate and racism, racism against Asian Americans looks different than racism against other communities. That makes it no more or less important. And, and I think as a community, we should all try to find a way to build a community that's equitable and fair and safe for all people. What are some accomplishments that Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in Texas have made recently? We are a community that is growing so fast and we're still kind of learning kind of what it means to flex our political muscle, if you will. But uh, we've had some really, really great wins. We had uh, elections happen, the midterm elections this past November in 2022. We had 30 APIs run across the state that we know of. And of those APIs, we had 24 of them make it to the finish line. And that's pretty amazing. We have Miss Texas right now is Avery Bishop. She's a young Filipina-American. She's the first Asian American to be Miss Texas. We're all really super proud of her. She's an attorney and she works 
very diligently to make sure that that Asian American causes and issues are are highlighted. I really want for our for the Asian community is solidarity with other minority communities. I think for a long time, Asian community has said to itself, "Well, I'm not black, I'm not Latino, I'm not gay, I'm not a, I'm not Jewish, I'm not Muslim. I don't need to respond when when those communities are asking for help." And our ability to push back on on bills like 147 and other things would not be nearly as great if it were not for the assistance and support of our allies and, and our coalition with all minority communities who who themselves have experienced this type of discrimination, this type of hate, and immediately ran to uh, rush to our side. And I want our Asian community members to know that other people that, that would not have been affected by those laws stood by us, and we need to stand by them when 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 they need support. I'm Bailey Friday at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thank you so much for joining me for Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode was written and produced by Savannah Jones and Chris Blake, with editorial support from Cooper Mall and original music by Michael Eisenstein. Odyssey's managing producer for national news podcasts is Myron Kaplan.